On the third episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Sue Thompson, the Executive Director of the IAAM. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to players scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. I'd like to welcome Sue Thompson. Sue Thompson is the executive director of the Interscholastic Athletic Association of Maryland, also known as the IAAM. Sue, thanks for joining. My pleasure, John. Thank you for having me. So, wow, the the Interscholastic Association of Maryland is a bit of a mouthful. It is. I do have a girl and a boy, so I have to say the MIAA and the IAAM, but I'm getting used to it. So the organization has been around for, I'm going to say, 20-ish years, IAAM. A little over 20 years, and we formed in 1999, and it was uh, a formulation of two different associations, both the AIS, Association of Independent Schools, and the Catholic League, and um, formed at 31 schools, came together, and been at it, well, for what, now over, over 20 years, and it's growing and more schools want to come in and we have just just a, a lot of great things going on. Athletics is very important in the high school journey. And it, it, it's just it's great, a great time for young people, uh, coaches, parents, grandparents. It's just a great opportunity. So I throw out some numbers so people could not hear these. I got these from your website. 14 sports, 30 schools, 400 teams, and over 8,000 student athletes. That's a lot. It is a lot. And it's good. It kind of meets people where they are. Very, very competitive teams. Uh, experiences where young people and schools want to just provide opportunity. One thing I would say, John, about us is that we are a very, very diverse league You. You can't find a more diverse league than the IAM or the MIA, but for us, it's that's sometimes a challenge, but it's also we find our strength and our beauty and our diversity. I like that. So from what I can see from your website, you are the third executive director that the IAAM has had. And since you've been around a little over 20 years and you've been with them 16 years, you've found a way to, to embrace this position. How did you, how did you fall into this? How did this get started for you? It was, it was a great opportunity. I uh, started this for me in 2005 as a part-time job. And I wrote the sports high school sports for the Catholic review for about another 16 years prior and during so that was good. I actually started out as an athletic director myself uh, in the early 80s um, and worked for the Archdiocese of Baltimore thereafter. And I found that my gift was in administration. And I love sports and athletics. Um, when I'm a graduate of Mount Sales Academy and uh, played a lot of sports there and in college and had the opportunity to play, to teach, to write, and now to be an administrator for this great league. It's just 
it's a gift because I, I get to, do, I, I love athletics. I love to watch games. I love to organize things. So for me, it's been a good fit. Um, uh, I feel my age. There's no doubt about that. But um, people are very committed, very passionate. But at the end of the day, and this is what athletic directors say, I don't get to experience this. But sometimes I'll say to the athletic directors, why do you do this? Why do you do your work? They say it's for the kids. They love the kids. And for me, I, I love the organization. I love working with athletic directors and heads of school and just keeping it rolling and being a part of it. I, I feel very lucky with that. So all those numbers I, I spit out a little while ago, you must have a staff of what, 20, 25, 30 people? How about it's just me? <laughs> and thanks for teeing that up. It is a, a one-person show, but I there, but there are a ton of cast of characters, supporting individuals, athletic directors, uh, people who write for our website, um, friends of the IAM. It couldn't be done without them. I do keep all the balls in the air and I do try to stay one step ahead of everybody else. That is the key to this. Just like probably in your job, everyone's job, you, you know, just try to stay one step ahead. And so without everyone's interest and love for this and volunteering and willing to do more and willing to host championships and games and meetings. It just, it, it takes a village if you would. And it's just, it's what makes it work. There's no other way around. It could not be done by one person in a silo. Impossible. This is true. So here we are. It's, it's the middle of August. Uh, this podcast will release on August 30th. So we are timely. Uh, it's pretty warm outside, and we're getting ready for the fall season. So what's what's going on at the IAM to get ready for that fall season? What are you, what are you doing? Well, as, as you know, having a daughter in the program, uh, we just started uh, tryouts, opening of the season, Monday, August 16th. We always try to stay around that middle time. And tryouts are going on, probably some schools that are ready to roll or getting their scrimmages lined up. Our league season, we have five fall sports, uh, cross country, tennis, volleyball, soccer, and field hockey. Um, people are enrolled and just moving in that direction and, and getting things going. And the heat, you know, the heat acclimatization policy and concussion and things like that, all handled within schools because we are very diverse and people have very talented experts on hand. So yes, with the heat index at 114 last week, but, uh, and, and the rain and just all that athletic directors are keeping all those balls in the air, making all that work, uh, tryouts and field space. And then of course, probably your next question is going to be, what are we going to do with, COVID. And oh, we'll get to that one. We have time for that. Let's before yeah. we go there. So, so you talked about the concussion and the heat policy, which is interesting to me. Um, with you being the 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 only kind of staff person, how how do these policies come to be? Do you have uh, other athletic directors from schools that contribute to this? Is there a board that meets to discuss, or does Sue Thompson get to say it's my way or the highway? This is not the Sue Thompson Sports League, and that's what everybody. Well, and that's what we often need to come back to be reminded of that I work for the IAM. I am an employee of, and the heads of school are uh, the main agents of 
identifying what rules and regulations on certain levels are, are going to take place when it, when it comes to sports and, and league matters in terms of different uh, game rules and regulations. Obviously, that's handled at one level. But when it comes to certain things around concussion, heat acclimatization, transgender policy, other big name policies like that, that comes from the heads of school. We have a board of governors made up of six heads of school that is a rolling uh, a rolling thing for heads of school to uh, participate on for a three-year commitment. And we have athletic director representation on that board. Um, and they represent the full body of heads of school. Currently, we have 30 members. Typically, we have 31. We lost IND last year, as, as you know. They closed, right? So, yeah. So, um, so the policies for concussion or heat acclimatization or whatever it may be, will be drawn from the IM from their own experts. Some have doctors on staff, some board of trustees want to have their hand in that and make that development. For us as a league, we say, you need to have that policy on file and they handle it themselves. It's, I'm not an expert in this. And so I don't think that would be wise to have our league dictate, mandate what other schools are experts at. So that's how we handle that, John. Interesting, interesting. So the other the other thing that comes to mind is the IAAM is uh, for the female athletes. So some of the schools that are in your organization are all female, but then some are co-ed. Um, I don't know the exact number. I think most of them are single sex, but no, how- no, we share eighteen co-ed schools. Wow. We try to do everything we can to make it a quality, excellent experience. For the high school athlete, uh, we do have different rules and regulations, which is really hard for parents, athletic directors, heads of school. We, we do have different policies in the IAM versus the MIA. It's different. We do different things. Um, we provide different programming. We provide. We are different, though. We share these eighteen schools. It's it's challenging and interesting all at the same time. Very good. All right. So you brought this up earlier, so I, I guess it's safe to go there. Uh, we yeah. are we are in the midst. I, I, I'd like to say we're at the end, but I don't think anybody knows for sure. But we are in the midst of a pandemic. Um, is there anything you can tell me about uh, how that it's going to be treated by the IAAM? Yeah. At this juncture, we are going to continue on with what we did in the spring. I feel very comfortable with that, as do our heads of school and athletic directors. And what that means is First of all, if you remember back, I mean, I just wrote this today to our athletic directors that we are in, though we have the variant to deal with, we are in such a better, a much better space than we were this time last year, of following our tails around trying to figure out how to handle this and give kids an opportunity. And that's what we ended up talking about in the fall and the winter. For the IAM, we provided independent scheduling opportunity for the schools, letting schools do what they needed to do, meeting schools where they needed to be. And I thought that was a really good way of handling it for us. Then in the spring, we were able to continue on with our schedule, uh, continue on with our, our regularly scheduled uh, games and matches and contests. Um, we fell short in track and field by not offering a championship there. The logistics and the numbers were just unimaginable. But where we had individual schools, one versus two type thing, we, we pulled that off. And so now we approach the fall. And we're, we're, we're proceeding along cautiously and we are letting schools dictate what they feel comfortable with. I don't think the league should dictate at this juncture what all 30 schools need to be 
doing. I think that's a fail. I, so I feel good about letting schools dictate what they need to do, what they want to do. And what's great is that our schools are collegial enough to meet the most conservative policy. So if your school is okay with no mask, but my school says, I'm sorry, we have to wear them, then you say, fine, we'll wear them. And that, that is the ultimate about our league. That is the exact emphasis of who we are and how we do business. It's collegial, it's competitive, um, but it's thinking of the young person first and trying to provide the opportunity in a safe, secure environment, meeting people where they are. Well, well said. Well said. That that is a good place to end. If people want more information, if they want to get involved, I'm guessing they should probably start with their school. But if they wanted to learn more about the IAAM, how would they do that? Uh, our website, www.iaamsports.com. All of my contact information is there. But if you as a parent or an individual have a question specific to your school, ask your school because I'm going to refer you right back to your school in most cases. Ms. Thompson, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, John. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.